Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the Weekly Nanny Podcast. That's part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm frustrated. Hey, guys. This is Eric. And I'm angry. <laughs> and Dave has uh, very clearly on our Zoom chat uh, the right to bear arms. Uh, B-A-R-E arms. So, yeah. Sun's, got, sun's out, guns out, man. So yeah, we're we're all uh, we're all pretty sad today. Uh, we're recording this after uh, Game Four, which was the, the latest of the loss. Uh, Dallas is now three one in the series. Uh, so yeah, what what do you guys? How are you guys feeling? What are you guys thinking now? I mean, the fact that the like my other team lost in spectacular fashion, also not very good, Bob. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about the Eagles. We don't need to get into NFL. That'll just make everybody hate the. On the bright side for the Las Vegas citizens, the Raiders won. So I guess everybody could just go start rooting for them since the Golden Knights look ready to uh, – I don't know that they look ready to pack it in, but they uh, – today DeBoer came out and said, as, hey, as long as we don't change anything, the results will come. And when you're down three games to one, I don't know that you can really have that uh, that mindset, but it seems like that's what they're going to go with. I mean, they're going to stick to it. So I think it's been um, – really talked about a lot but the fact that we can't have a forward finish a rebound or really score a goal has kind of turned this series into hey we should be able to win in five or six to oh well if we even can get this to seven that's what we have to do so I mean because I see what DeBoer is saying because the Golden Knights are controlling play and they're getting their opportunities but ever since we traded hollow we just don't have a finish so oh my god damn it Carlo I think that's yeah, the biggest we, problem. Yeah, we, we, we don't have a finished player. That is that is an accurate statement. But on the bright side, nobody in the league likes Halla, so let's not talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> he continues to get traded, and who knows where he'll sign after this. But, yeah, people don't like him. So The full um, circle of ending up in Florida is a little bit fun, too, with, you know, the fact that Florida gave us so much and then they ended up with Halla. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Halla had a pretty decent – uh, series though it's just the whole team just sucks anyways we're not here to talk about eric hall i just brought it up to make a joke so yeah we know we understand so that's what we're gonna do so you stop <laughs> making these stupid fucking jokes no we're just gonna go not, down the rabbit you know, hole with you you know that's not gonna happen eric you yeah know. so we'll go down the fucking eric holler rabbit hole if you want yeah. Yeah, hall of famer because he bangs other uh people's girlfriends nobody fucking likes him on the team and he gets traded from team to team to team so yeah. there you go that statement of DeBoer saying not change the thing kind of really surprises me because last year when he was on the other side, they did change things. They changed the way that they were playing. Uh, they played a lot more discipline in games five, six, and seven. And that was where Vegas was beginning last year. I know we're talking about this year, but they were getting a lot of their stuff on the power play last year. And then this year, as we know, they're not getting much of anything. But that being said, though, what changes do you guys expect? Because, like I've said, like Vegas has been controlling play; they're getting their opportunities. So you are, it's not like they're playing bad; you just can't finish. Well, you got to change something. I mean, if, if yeah. it doesn't work for three straight games or two straight games, and basically even, most of the series, it's like it's not even two straight games. It's gone back since the Vancouver series. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, they they got that one where we thought you know they broke the dam broke and then. Everything it was, was it, it was so it reared its head in the obviously regular season like yep. territorially Vegas controlled play the entire regular season they they were dominant they were 
Corsi champions, whatever you want to call them, right? They, they have fantastic expected goals, fantastic Corsi numbers, all the stuff that, that if you want to look at, whatever. But they just never were not as good as, as what they looked like on paper. And then the pause happened. Then you had the round robin. Hey, they looked good in the round robin. Obviously, they, they got the number one seed, so that was good. But the Chicago series, they should have dominated that series. And it started talking, oh, Corey Crawford still done his head, this, 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 this. Well, at some point, you can't continue to just, oh, hey, we're running into a hot goaltender. At some point, you're making that hot goaltender. And I think that's where we're at. Whereas you get the Chicago series, and then you went into the Vancouver series. Hey, we beat them 5-0, so everything looked good. Then you lost game two, uh, won another game. I think we had score in five. But then, obviously, games uh, five to six and seven, we made Demko look like the best goalie in the world. So at some point, okay, now you're Demko, big goalie, has the pedigree. Kudobin, okay, now you go to him. He's a, he's a tiny little goalie, and we can't seem to shoot high on him, and we can't seem to lift a puck over his pad. So for whatever reason, we are turning these goalies into – elite level goalies or whatever you want to call them. So it's not just, uh, Oh, Hey, it's another hot goalie. It's, I, I don't know. Back to the question on, on what do you change? I think you got to get your big bodies on different lines, right? So if you go your top line of Carlson stone and, uh, Pacioretty, stone needs to be that net front presence. Same thing with tuck on that third line needs to be that net front presses. But for whatever reason, and Dave, we talked about it this morning, Tuck doesn't want to go down to the dirty area. He just doesn't want to get there. Yeah, he – well, I mean, he did so well in the Vancouver series Why at the beginning because there was no big bodies to go up against him. He was still flying around people. Then as soon as Tyler Myers came in, you got a big defenseman, and he got shut down. And, yeah, he's got a goal to hear there since. One, I think, was an empty netter. Uh, But – what I see is like that five on three, I don't know, maybe I'm just misremembering or something, but it just seemed like they, a lot of standing around and just passing instead of movement of the players around. Oh, like yeah, chase if you. yeah. If we're talking about game four, the five on three, so we're recording on Sunday. So game four was last night. Um, we'll get into the rest of the games here in a little bit, but just to talk about game four a little bit. So you had a five on three, with what under six minutes left to go in the game down a goal and you had a full minute 10 of five on three and for the most part i mean entries are super easy on a five on three even if they even if they snap it out but they got three shots on that power play and they were all from 30 feet or above they were all either one-timers or from uh, uh shea theater at the top and it just it does not make any sense you have the opportunity to put two people on each post or you put somebody in front of the goalie you have opportunities to do something else and Kudobin knows that they're not going to do that backdoor shot pass that works so well for Boston like that's how Brad Marchand scores all of his goals he stands on the on the back post and just either puts his feet to to go off his skate or puts a stick right there Kudobin is so aggressive right now he is outside the crease on top of the crease going to try to to stop that that one-timer and for whatever reason we just refuse to pass I, I don't get it and yeah. and going back to that Theodore shooting from like three like thirty feet away though is that he does like there's a stat that says he leads the 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 league right now in the postseason with shots on goal and I don't even think that's necessarily a good thing because most of those shots are from the point and yeah almost all of them it's just yeah and the the goalie is just seeing everything because there's no bodies 
up uh, right in front of the goalie to either get the rebound or blo- or, or take out the goalie's eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know wasting your your uh, your possession because once that happens, Dallas like it, it bounces off Do- uh, Goldobin, who like who kill either kills the uh, kills the puck or uh, gets it to his defenseman. And it's just a waste of possession. There's no not front presence to get those rebounds, you know. Yeah, and, and when they do have a good passing game, it's like they make five too many passes and then give up any chances that they would have had amongst, you know, passing it five extra times. So, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of really good team effort sort of things going on, but sometimes we just need people to be more selfish or something. I, I can't figure out, like, why when they have a really good chance, they won't just shoot it. And then when they don't have a good chance and they need to make one, they just decide to shoot it. Like, it it seems like they're doing the wrong, right things at the wrong times or something. There was a, there was a play last night that like exemplifies that specific, like, especially like that one Pacioretty play when he had a wide open lane to shoot and he tried to force the pass across the crease instead of actually shooting it. Like, Pacioretty is the best shooter on the team, you know, and he, he, like, he should have shot that. It yeah, that was on a power play, too. That was a power yeah. play early in the game. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was so confused in why he didn't shoot it. it he was, like, and it was, it was right, like, he was, it was a cross crease, too. He, was, he could have one-timed that because it, it, it was, it, it could have been a one-timer, and yeah. Kuldobin was st- still moving back, but he forced the pass, and they didn't get a shot on goal because of it. Do you think these guys are are losing because they're in their own heads at this point? A little bit. Yes. They, uh, they're gripping the the sticks a little bit tighter. Makes them, you know, their shots not as good. Like there was one where uh, Stasny had a really good shot. And he shot it right on the logo of of, uh, of Doby. You yeah. know, he had a lot of room to lift it or shoot it on the other side of the net, but it was right on the logo. Well, the one thing I will say though is that. You know, this team is used to being told that they can't do things. And I think that this is the first season where they felt like they were the better team in every series. And that almost like maybe gave them too big of a head at times. But at the same time, maybe this is good for them. Maybe being in that like basically sudden death situation for the next three games, maybe they'll pull it out of their ass and actually get there. I, I, I mean, I, the old cliche, right? One game at a time. So can they win game five? Absolutely. They have been the better team three of these four games. Game one, they were not the better team. Just, yeah. th- there's no way around that. You can call it whatever you want. Missing Ryan Reeves, who's been obsolete the last two games. Um, or, hey, you just got done off of a seven-game series playing back-to-back in game six and game seven. You can call it whatever you want. They were the worst team in game one, but they were definitely the better team game two, which they won. Uh, Game three, they had those chances at the end of game three. After they had tied it, they had tucked down front, couldn't lift the puck over Doby, and then you had Smith, fantastic pass, uh, right into the, the middle of the ice, and he just couldn't lift it as well. Same thing, like either one of those go, obviously, hey, it's a much different series. And then I thought they were, for the most part, the better team last night. I mean, look how they scored. I mean, you had a terrible turnover by Schmidt, which is unfortunately becoming too much of an issue this postseason run. I mean, he was pretty bad for most of these series. It was in the regular season, too, though. Yeah. Uh, 
we don't need to get into any jokes on, on why he may be struggling or not. He just, unfortunately, if you're paying him $6 million a year, yeah, he's getting the bulkier hard minutes. But some of those turnovers are, are just just ugly. And that one last night, really bad turnover. And then was- uh, his D partner, you had McNabb take that terrible neutral zone penalty that allowed them to score the goal. It was just a, another tough rebound came right out to Ben. I mean, it's one of those – Back to that last year of the the five minute major. I mean, when a rebound goes directly to somebody's stick and they're the goalie and everybody's playing around, hey, that's going to end up in the back of the net more often than not. That's just bad how how the puck bounces. And it wasn't even the going back to that Schmidt thing. It wasn't even just a turnover. It was his stick that lifted the puck right to make it lob like that to make to make it really weird for Leonard to play that went over his head. Well, yeah, because it was it he wasn't strong enough on his stick he was trying to get yeah. a poke truck in or try to get a stick on it which is yeah. fine but as soon as he didn't have control of his stick anymore then like you said it just helped lift that puck up and over little flutter of a, of a puck instead of if he had his hand on the stick it wouldn't have been a shot on goal which is hey whatever yeah and then i don't remember where i saw this or uh where it was posted or who even posted but it said that schmidt was second in the league in the playoffs in turnovers as well too so not been his greatest. I mean, he's had good moments, but not a, enough of them. This is this is not even the biggest issue though, because this because the Golden Knights are allowing two two goals a game. It's the yep. biggest issue is yep. they can't Forward, yep. score. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they need to get Dallas moving more. They're staying in that kind of that box, or they're kind of staying inside the get in the shooting lanes and the passing lanes. That's Vancouver started. But as Eric was saying earlier today, that they, Dallas has the horses to be able to counteract it and stick with it and battle back. Yeah, I think, I think part of the biggest problem is you, if you look at the four lines, uh, excluding the fourth line, they, they, they don't get enough ice time to really think anything. But if you look at the top three lines, when they have ozone possession, you can only look at one of the lines and see people moving around. And that's when Tuck's on the ice. Tuck will – go down below the goal lines, come up, circle around, try to try to get people moving and out of position. The rest are, are for the most part, just kind of set up. And like you said, stationary, they're, they're not willing to, to go down. And we have tons of ozone possession, but for whatever reason, our guys will not just go and stand on the top of the crease. I'm okay if they take a uh, goalie interference penalty, at least then they're down there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like that. And the other thing about the way that Dallas is playing is it minimizes the ability to hit them when they're in their defensive zone right now. Because when they're all boxed in like that and they grab the puck, they immediately push it out to one of the sides so that somebody can't come barreling in and just destroy that whole box that they've built out. So yep. I think that's a big part of it too. Is that this team is so used to adding physicality to get keep possession of that puck and to really just start beating up on the team. And they've, they've created that defensive box zone that really doesn't allow them to do that very well or very without taking an offensive zone penalty. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm almost beginning to kind of wonder is if, you know, since they've had such a hard time scoring goals, they want to see as much as the net as possible. And there's already so many bodies down there defensively. They don't feel like they want to put another body down there to block even more lanes to shoot as well too but they they got to do something that they got to get and they got to stay there in front because what they're doing is they're just moving front and back and forth of it instead of just kind of staying there and blocking his vision they're going back and forth in front of them yeah just stand directly in front of 
of Dobie and, and see what happens. Like, just yeah, stick the guy there. For sure. And, Carlo, kind of to, to finish up on the point that you made about the forwards, I mean, if you look on paper, obviously, forget everything else, but just on paper, Golden Knights have one of the top five forward groups in the league. I mean, sure, Tampa Bay is better. Sure, Toronto's better. Boston up top, but not throughout the whole whole lineup. I mean, Vegas has a top five forward group when it comes to depth and everything. I mean, not many teams have what you have in Tuck, in, whether it be Chandler Stevenson or Nick Wall or whatever on, on that third line. So they have the clear advantage there. And for whatever reason, they just – two series in a row just cannot do anything it's what is it eight goals on a goalie over the last seven games i mean forget the two empty netters but eight goals on a goalie over the last seven games that's barely one Um, that's just how many yeah if if you start if you start taking that out i mean so you got martinez uh shea twice twice. no i think shea three times three times that's right because it was two in in, uh he's the only one that scored a goal on uh Demko. Uh, what, on Demko. So, yeah, so you take four of those out. So you got four. Stone, which did he do much or did it just hit him? Um, yeah. Stasny. I'm trying to think the other two. It would have been this series or whatever game. Carlson. Three yeah, Carlson. And uh, Noshik. Yeah. Oh, okay. yep. So, I mean, you got nothing from Marsh. You got nothing from Smith. I mean, Tuck. That stone tuck goal, it's credited to somebody. It's it's either Tuck's not done anything this series or Stone's not done anything this series. But but that goal, I, I would credit it more towards Tuck. Stone just stood there. Yeah. yeah but, okay, yeah. so saying all this, though, you gotta, you got to give credit to Dallas and their defensive structure because they, they, yep. they are clearing the front of the net. They are – being physical and pushing them out of it, clearing the pucks when they're there, not allowing rebounds. They are a very good team. We, we know coming into this is this is going to be the Vegas, Vegas's biggest challenge so far this postseason. Because yeah, so far, but I mean, I, you, I, I wanted Dallas in the second round. Like, I, I did not think Dallas was a good team. I, I mean, well, Vegas they, changed. They, they turned it on. Dallas turned it on, I think. But like I said, like if you compare Dallas to Chicago and Vancouver, though, they're way better. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Better than those two yeah. teams, but I don't think they were good. They, they weren't better than going into the return to play. They weren't better than St. Louis. Yeah. They weren't better than Colorado. They weren't better than us, I didn't think. I mean, I, I wanted them, especially – here's the other crazy thing. Going into the playoffs, Dobie had never had a playoff start, and now he started like 17 and 34 games or 35 days or something like that. Like he's and- just – He's been their workhorse, and yeah. and he never had a uh, starts three times in a row. Yeah, so well, and now now he's played eighteen out of seventeen. You got to wonder what happens to to Bishop after this season now. Oh uh, no, they, they have him signed long term. Yeah, he's staying. Have long-term. Yeah, they have to wonder if he's. It's Dobie's the one. Dobie's the one's UFA after. And Dobie's older, isn't Dobie? Like yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's much older than Bishop. Yeah. I mean, if anything, maybe they sign him to go platoon or something, but I don't think that's that's not that big of a deal. Bishop was still their their clear starter going into the uh, yeah all all season and going into the playoffs. Bishop just got hurt for whatever reason. I kind of wish we we got to see Bishop instead at this point. We, yeah, we just don't like have to, to see anybody we, else. We just don't have luck against backup goalies, I guess. And and I don't yeah. think I, I don't I don't believe, once again it's it's to me it's not goalies it's it's what yeah. what are as a team 
what the Golden Knights are doing. It's what they, whether it be a refusal to go down to the dirty years or whatever you want to call it. I mean, and that's part of the problem with what the, the, the management has done. They've changed the identity of the team. I mean, year one was pure, everything was off of the rush. I mean, if you look at all the highlight goals, it was all counterattack off of the rush. Then obviously you went and got more talent year two. You went and got uh, Pacioretty and Stasny, and then you got Stone at the, the off season. And then, hey, it looked really good the, for the first trade deadline. Four games, that's what I meant, sorry, trade deadline. Uh, first four or five games versus uh, the Sharks, and then it went to shit. So now this year, same thing. Like, what is the identity? Because you still have Carlson, Smith, and Stone, who were – or not Stone, Carlson, Smith, and Marshall, who were fantastic year one off of the, the counterattacks, but you can't have one line playing like that and the other lines try to be a possession cycle and, and figure it out. So, I don't know. I think – well, that being said, though, I still think they, they're a better team now than they were year one. You know, they they – this year they're more uh, consistent as a possession team, and while year one, I think it was are it was just though? getting hot. In, in what in what way are they? They they didn't score more goals. Uh, they might be allowing less goals. I'd have to look at yeah. that. Um, they aren't gonna. I mean, unless they have a fairly not miraculous but because twenty percent chance to, to go to the the finals. The way I saw year one, it was a lot more like the style Vancouver played, where it's just really run and gun, and you yeah. rely on your goalie in the back. Where Flurry was amazing year one, and he, he Flurry carried the team, especially in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. You know, Definitely. well, they are they are scoring a little bit more goals, but they are allowing a little bit more in the back end. I don't think that style of play is sustainable. If you look at, you know, Edmonton, Toronto. Um, Vancouver, all that, all those, those, that, that was the kind of play we were playing in year one, and I don't think it's sustainable. But the counterpoint yeah. is, is this sustainable? Scoring one goal a game, which is nope. what, I, what what they're doing right now. I mean, I think it's just it's a really bad cold streak at the really wrong time because we've seen this team score a lot of goals before. It's it's, it, I mean, and that you, you know my, what I mean. And that was my point this morning uh, in the group text that we were talking about is. In, a, in the regular season, when Detroit or Montreal or anybody fly, flies in for a one game, they're not going to change their system to try to slow Vegas down. They don't care. Vegas wants to do whatever. They're not going to try to clog the lanes or whatever. Once you get into the playoffs, and that's where everybody talks about, hey, the playoffs are a different game because you have to game plan for this team for seven games. You get to see them every other night. So Van, Vancouver made the, the adjustments to, okay, put five in the blocks, make sure to clog the passing lanes and the shooting lanes and just clear the rebounds and get out and take your chances on a turnover here or there and try to capitalize that way. Well, now Dallas is doing that as well. So, okay. I mean, okay. Well, here's my counter. But if you look at the teams playing right now, you have Dallas, New York, New York Islanders, and Tampa. Most of those guys are very play, play the same way as us, maybe except Tampa, but they have the, you know, like, but they're still very defensively responsible as, and they have Vasilevsky, one of the best goalies in the league. You know, you can't do like, but it, it, it's a winning formula. Like the the teams that play like year one, like Edmonton got lost in the first round against Chicago, you know, all that kind of stuff. I feel like this type of hockey wins is, is more sustainable, like in the playoffs, I think. And I don't, be, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I think my point on it was the personnel that you still are holding on to. Yeah. 
That's so, my problem with it. I, I don't think Marshy plays the style that you want to play. I don't even know that. I mean, obviously you're not moving Carlson, but, but Carlson okay. hasn't thrived in the last two years. I think Carl. Well, he's missing goals, but he's never. He was never known. Like he had that one year, we had forty-three goals, but he's not. He's known more of a passer than uh, a goal scorer. He wasn't known for anything before he got yeah. here. Well, I mean, like when when he was a prospect. Well, somebody should go tell him he should be a goal scorer again. Then yeah, we need, he, uh, we need but those but most of his goals, I bet you, if you went and looked, and there's YouTube clips out there, or YouTube videos, if you just watch his his forty-three goals, I would say probably. I remember watching it a couple times. More than half are off the rush. Yep. Yeah, more well, than that's half. A, that's the problem. Right. Well, more than half. Like yeah. eighty-five to ninety percent, probably. I, I, so. I think I, I still think this team gets the rush opportunities, though. They're just a little bit more defensively responsible than uh, year one was. You know. Yeah, but at least year one we scored some fucking goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, that first round I'm thinking back is LA. There wasn't a whole lot of goals scored in that series at all. Yeah. Even though yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the one final zero. game four was what one to nothing. Yep. Yep. The only reason they won that game was or won that series as easy as they did was because of Flurry. Flurry yeah. stood on his absolute head. He played on his absolute. Like well, he played on his head that entire playoff run right? until uh, until they until got the to the finals. finals. Yeah. Yep. Until, yep. until where he broke. where where to your point, Washington adjusted to how Vegas played, yep. and and, Ve- and Vegas yep. didn't make the adjustment. Same thing with last last year yeah. in that seven game series. We could not change quick enough to, to make an adjustment. I mean, what was game – was it game six where we had like 50 shots on goal in double overtime and lost on a shorthanded goal? But, yeah, but going back to – yeah. So, so saying that, the, the, the team we lost to is our coach now. I mean, the coach we lost to is our that. coach now. I get that. I get that. And, but but here's – and I, to his I point, think right now say, that they probably think that they're they're a little confident right now. They are because well, if you watch the games, they are like quote unquote the better team. They just can't finish the goals. They are getting their chances and they're getting their opportunities, but for some reason they are they are holding their sticks too tight and they can't and they're too quick on their shots without even trying to. Or aim. or they're not too quick. Like, yeah, it, or, yeah, they're they're just having that second thought. They, it is getting. They are overthinking. Right I would completely yeah. agree. Yeah, they're just center mass. When when they get a shot, they're just going center mass instead of trying to pick a corner. And when they do try to pick a corner, it misses by Cody CC levels. Like, I mean, how many posts has Patches hit this? Season? Twice. He played twice. Uh, he hit twice last night. Yeah. If those two uh, went in, totally different game. Well, yeah, and that's. But we've been hearing those pings all series too. Yeah. Yeah, so with, uh, it was the Vancouver, I think, game six where uh, um, Leonard said, hey, they got two posts in and we got two posts in out. Okay, well, at some point, I get it. I mean, there's PDO and puck lock and all the stuff you want to talk about. But, hey, it's, it's as, they all, as the old saying goes, it's nut-cutting time. I mean, they are. Yep. Time to man up. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's, that's, the, that's the stupid thing about hockey, though, is that you, you play – the best team doesn't always win the, the game every time. <laughs> well, yeah, you can you can have every statistic in your favor and the puck just bounces the wrong way every time. Yeah, and, and that's, that's hockey for you, man. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, you people know, talk it, about momentum all the time, but momentum can easily change just by one bad bounce of the puck. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, what do you guys think is going to happen for this next uh, 
next game? You think that Vegas is going to try as hard as they can to stay in this, or you, you think that it's just going to be done and out? Only one time in Vegas's career have they been down three games to one, and they packed it in and lost on home ice uh, in That's game six. Five. I don't think that happens. It was game that, five. That's what I meant. Sorry, three games to one, game five. Uh, that was year one in the yeah, Stanley Cup yeah. final. I do not believe that happens. I think um, the team has sacrificed too much to, to be there as long as they have been and everything. I think you see a much better uh, effort and result. Not that the effort hasn't been there, but I just think whether it be a, a bounce here or there, they need to score a first period goal. For fuck's yeah. sake, they haven't you scored a first period goal since game, what, four? Of yeah, Vancouver? it's been a while. There was, like it's like se- seven or eight straight games without it. So I think, uh, and every other than game two in this series, they've been tied or behind for I don't know ninety percent of the game. So they need to uh, to make Dallas out of their comfort zone. Take take Dallas out of the being able to just sit back and let let Vegas fire shots from the point. Dallas needs to try to create turnovers and go the other way if they're down a goal or two. So I think, uh, I think Vegas wins on, on Monday. I do believe they, they win tomorrow night and goes to game six. And then at that point, obviously, it depends on how the game goes. I mean, you guys know how, how I've talked basically is they need one of those um, just confidence building games, right? Where, yeah. where shots are just going in, where it's, it's, it's four zero five one. Like they, they win by four and they're, they kind of coast in that third period. They need one of those um, just to try to maybe run Dolby earlier, actually run him, not just, Hey, we're down three. Let's get him some rest. Actually. Hey, four goals early in the second period. Let's get them out. Uh, they need one of those games just to try to get some confidence back. I, I hope it happens. Obviously I have some confidence they'll win game game five, but I don't know about the series. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think. Do I, do I think they're going to, win i don't know but i think they are going to be the better team that does but that does not necessarily mean they're gonna yeah that doesn't give you a stanley cup (laughs) exactly but i think they are going to go out there they're going to control play most of the time they're going to get their chances that's up to them is we're going to finish because this has been the same story the whole time every this whole since since uh the vancouver games it's been vegas has been the better team but they find a way to lose that's not championship team right there you get you got to find a way to win and that's what dallas did last night they found a way to win you know that's, that's what dallas has been doing this whole play yeah and so the other thing that even. the other thing that's so wild to me is if you would have asked me if you could have given me years to figure this out if you said hey we're going to get a goalie that's going to play 95 percent of your starts and his goals against average is going to be under two but you're going to lose three games to one. It's like, huh? Like yeah. I can't figure that out with this team. They are finally getting the goaltending they need and they can't do anything with it because of their forwards. I, I never thought that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, as we were all saying, and we'll, we'll save the, that chat for if they do get knocked out after this week. Um, but if they get knocked out, I think we're all in agreement that there's going to be some pretty explosive changes to the roster over the course of the next season or yeah. seasons. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the, we'll, like, like you said, we'll talk about that either next week, uh, next next Sunday, you'll either be hey, putting a bow on it and, hey, what, what to look forward to, or, hey, hopefully they had won a game seven and they're going on to the next round, and, hey, we're all fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, like, we've – 
we, we keep getting upset by the way that these series have been going, but then we keep being pleasantly surprised, at least so far. So maybe maybe we're in for a huge surprise, but I, I it's going to be very hard for me to sit here and say I have confidence that they're going to come back three games to one. Yeah. And as like Carl likes to say this all the time, and I've said it too, is that anything can happen in hockey. Yeah. I mean, we've all experienced it on both sides. We've been down, up 3-1 and lost and down 3-1 lost with other teams. Yep. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Pete DeVore seems like he's the best guy to, to get <laughs> to have this experience of last season coming back from being down 3-1 and winning a series. So that being said though, are you guys gonna do make make any change, changes on the lineup to I don't think he does. Yeah. I, I, with his I mean, with his his press conference today, he essentially said Hey, the worst thing we could do is go out and make a bunch of changes. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, if Nosek's healthy, I put him in. Yeah. Over, yes, thing, I thought Cousins looked good. I thought Cousins he, looked good last night. He, well, I didn't think, think he was I, the problem I at all. I hate to say it, but maybe take Kerry out. I think Stevenson was, was a little bit invisible, except for that one goal where he assisted Nosek. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Stevenson too. I, I could see that. I, I I have not liked Stevenson lately. I mean, I think he's been pretty invisible. But I mean, my, all my the one thing have, be, all, Smith has, Marshy has. Well, yeah, but, but have, speaking of that line though, is what if you put Carlson back with those guys? It did. They tried that. Them? Yeah, they already tried that. But they didn't start those two or that line. They that did. Would be. They did in game three. They. I thought they started the stone line. No, the uh, it was the Misfits line on oh. game three, and yeah. it was uh, Stevens. I I still I still haven't seen them do the the Misfit line and the stat and Stastny between Patrick. That, yeah, that's what I. Was, they haven't I done that yet. That's what they haven't done yet. Because remember last season, like you put you put Patches, Stastny, and Stone together, and they scored like what was it, six goals in two games or something. Yeah, so they, 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 they were the best line by far during the first round. And, and then, then obviously, San Jose adjusted, and then they didn't get anything. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Like, they've do, they have done uh, the, the Misfit line before, but and they have done the Stastny in between uh, Pacioretty and Stone, but they've never done it at the same time together. I, I do remember seeing the Misfit line for a few seconds in one of the games, I can't remember, but it might have been just because somebody was out there for a, a line change and was out there for too long and couldn't get off. Or they had Stone on the th- not third line, but they had Stone and Tuck. Tuck was playing off of it. Yeah. I mean, they've made lineup tweaks. I just don't. I think I don't they. I think you go back to your best lines that, that worked the whole. Go back to old reliable and go back to the lines you came in training camp with, where you got you get the. Uh, the Carl Carlson. Well, they tried that already multiple times. And then, now, now with the original, where you go put Cousins in between uh, Reeves and Carrier, uh, and you put Stevenson. Uh, yeah, you haven't seen Cousins as fourth line center. Yeah, I don't think at all. And then you put uh, Stevenson with Wine Tuck. Stevenson on the left. Stop trying to play Tuck on the left. I just don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not He does not like playing there. He does not play well there. <laughs> And I tweet I tweeted this before and I I I've been joking around with it and I, but now I don't really mind seeing Krebs in there, to be honest with you. 
just Krabs to shake up the offense. Krabs, Krabs is not going in. Yeah, that's, I know. He's, no I know he's not, but like, if they do, I want to. Like, I don't mind it because they need to shake up the offense a little bit. You but know? not not to go down the rabbit hole too much of uh, of next year. But you have three right shot wingers that could all be top six and Stone, Smith, and and Tuck. Is that uh, one of them? I know we don't talk about it, but is that one of them that could get moved? Smith Smith is a uh, is a left shot, but he plays on the right. Is he left? Yeah, yeah. Him and Marcius are both lefts. Then why don't they move sure. to the left? Because Marsha plays there. D- don't care. Yeah, and some guys with a left shot do well playing right wings. Yeah. yeah. And vast majority of hockey players are left shots anyway, even though if they are truly right-handed. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're you're a left, left shot, you guys are right. Yeah, you guys. Are oh right. wait, no. Now, Marcia That's Soap. not always the case. I'm right-handed and I shoot right. Marsha Soap shoots right, but he plays on the left. I shoot right, but I'm also a lefty, so it makes sense for me. It depends, really. Like I, I talked about this with one of my buddies. Uh, it depends. Like a lot of the U.S. players have, uh, uh, they make it because it's your dominant hand. You either use your dominant hand to stick handle. Or your dominant had to shoot. It's it, it's it's one or the other. It's like I think like the Americans use their uh, dominant head to shoot or something like that. Well, the Canadians like to do it where it's it's more for your stick handling. Or yeah, something. I, I mean yeah. It, yeah. it seems like majority are left left shot though. Yeah, because for your stick handling, you 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 move the stick with your uh, on on the top of the right. top of the knob. Yeah. So that's why you use your dominant hand to do that while you're shooting on your uh, less dominant hand. Do, you know, something like that. Yeah. Do you guys think any of these de- guys are injured or playing injured? Oh, yeah, definitely. They're no, just everybody. Yeah. Everybody. It's, yeah, it's everybody's the playoffs. Hurt. It's the playoffs, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, when, when, they, um, when or if they get eliminated, uh, they're going to come out and saying that a lot of these guys are hurt. And no doubt about it, dude. It, it happens every playoff. Speed yeah, for play sure. Hurt. But like Stone looks messy. At, like he's really hurt. Um, yeah. Stone, yeah. Stone, where's Stone been, man? Hurt. We, we need him. That foot, that foot last night looked bad. He, yeah, he couldn't. I mean, uh, look, I get that he's he's one of your most controlling players, but during that five on three, he wasn't able to move. He should not have been on the ice. No. You have enough talent to to do something else. So unfortunately, they didn't. But yeah. No, I mean, it's just it, – it, essentially, this series comes down to the Vegas forwards. That's our yeah. strength. Look, you hold Dallas under two and you go score three, you can win the game. That's all you have to do. But yep. you have to get multiple two, three, four goals from your forwards, not from Alec Martinez on a one-timer on the power play, not Shea Theodore from a lucky bounce off the point. I mean, you need a forward to, to score multiple goals. Yep. Well, because what, what's the average in the NHL, like, uh, around one in ten pucks is supposed to go in the back of the net, right? Um, yeah, well, on, you're getting 40 shots and you're getting one. Yeah, and, so, and it's happening it, every game. So that's why, like, I, I thought at first it was Demko, but now it, it, this is not on the goalies at all. I think – here's the thing, though, because we've seen the Golden Knights score a lot. Like, uh, early in the playoffs, they were leading the, the, the league in points mm-hmm. per – Point yeah. game and then, and then it just fell off. Chicago's it, defense sucks. They just beast out. They just bye. They're like, oh, <laughs> we, see, we scored sixty goals already during the playoffs. We don't need to score anymore. Yeah, you stopped their goal quota. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, 
coming up on 40 minutes here. You guys want to move on to five minute major and then hope for some better luck over the next week, I guess. Well, here, let's, let's, let's get some, some predictions. Are we, uh, Before we are, are we watching hockey on Friday night involving the Golden Knights? Does, does Golden Knights push it to, to seven or do they? Yes. They get Positivity. I hope so. Yes. Oh, yes. so all also, three of you guys say yes, also, it goes to game seven. Well, I mean, I, 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 think I hope, so. hope so. He didn't say yes or no. He said he hopes. I, I don't. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I hope so. Because here's uh, the thing. Here, here's what I would say. And this is going back to the same thing. The Vancouver series, AJ, that I tried to explain to you is the pressure, right? If Vegas gets to seven, Vegas wins in seven. Yep. I'll, I'll say that right now. There, there's, there's no doubt about it. If they get pushed to, se- if they push it to seven, they are winning this series in seven. Uh, so Dallas needs to close that out over the next two. Like I said, I, I believe Vegas wins game five. I think this series comes down to game six. Okay, before we go to the five-minute major, there's one thing I also want to talk about because there were reports that Robin Leonard signed a five-by-five contract. What do you guys think about that? Because oh, this, he was this. asked, he was asked about it, and he said it wasn't true. Well, well first, first of all, no, it's two, not science. Of course, he's going to say it. Yeah, there, yeah, there's too much smoke. When when multiple different um, outlets that are fairly respected, the fourth period isn't the most highly respected. Keep in mind, this is the same guy that came out and said that. Uh, Johnson was going the other way in that Toronto trade. He's like, oh, I accidentally hit, hit tweet. I didn't mean to. So he's not the most respected, but Jesse uh, reported it like three nights earlier, two or three nights earlier, yep. basically yep. saying they've talked about it and five, five by five is essentially the deal. Uh, so look, there's too much smoke. That deal has been – it's in a drawer somewhere, whether it's signed or whether it's not, doesn't it's, matter. That deal some gets minor signed. details are it's so much right now. Yeah. yeah, whether it's how much no trade uh, protection he gets or whatever it is, there is a deal signed, and that's good. I think that's a fantastic deal for Vegas. I think that, that he's 29 versus – what's Flurry? 35 or 36? 34. 35. Yeah, 35. Uh, so he's six years younger. Up now I know. I guarantee you. Oh yeah, turned thirty-five. Um, right. I, I, yeah. So I think he was thirty-four. Yeah. Turned Actually, he's um, turning turning thirty-six this November. Okay, yeah. so he's almost thirty-six. Uh, I think that's a fantastic deal for Vegas. It's two million less than your Pam Flurry. He has been better over the last five years. It's not even like a Flurry's best year is not as good as, as one of Leonard's best year. I mean, Flurry's best year, which was the expansion year, the first year. Yeah. He was fantastic, but he still was not as good as Leonard has been. Leonard two know, years maybe. ago, or last year was a, no, yeah, last year was a Vezina finalist. Um, for, for me, it's, hey, if, if you can shed two million and have a better goalie, I'll take it every day of the week. Well, where, how do you, okay, so saying that though, how are we, are we going to move Flurry then and to yeah. who and how? Flurry gets, for sure. Look, and this goes back not to go down to the rabbit hole of the, the Alan Walsh tweet by any stretch of the imagination, but it makes more sense now, right? Yep. I still don't forgive it. I still don't think that it's okay. I still think – but I think at that point, Flurry didn't care because Flurry knew his time was already up with Vegas. Yep. So he didn't care about upsetting that locker room or being looked at as whatever. So worst-case scenario, they have to buy him out, which obviously saves them money this year, uh, but cost them the last two or saves them money the next two, but costs them the last two. So it, you don't necessarily want to do that. Um, or you, like Dave was just kind of saying, you retain salary and trade them. And you can do that. He, how funny would it be if they retain $2 million and send them to Colorado? 
<laughs> I can see it happening. And here's the thing about the uh, situation, the cap situation for Vegas, though, is that uh, we don't – the only two people we really need to sign is Cousins and Stevenson because they're our RFAs. They're only signing one of those. I th- and I, yeah, or we can like let one someone go, but I don't think neither of them is going to cost a lot. They're they're about a million to half million and a half contracts, both of them, and we can move someone to to clear. Uh, we if we move Flurry, that's fine. We 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 don't really have to unless we really want to sign Petri uh, Angelo. I was just going to say. So I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you went down that rabbit hole because honestly, I could see Vegas blowing a lot of this up. If let's say they lose in five, right? Let's say they're out. They were clearly the favorite. They're going to need to make some changes. I could see him go big game hunting for Petter Angelo. If they could get him for like seven million a year, uh, obviously you That's move gonna... Flurry out. You move one of Marshy Stasny Schmidt out. You could absolutely make it happen. I it's going to be Petriangelo's Petri is going to be really hard though because St. Louis already just cleared their, some of their caps so they can not enough. Try he, and... he, he's not he's not staying in St. Louis. He's going somewhere else. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah. Who knows that they're done making deals though either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If any of you guys would like to wager money, the Petriangelo is not a blue after next year. You guys have my number. I don't I don't gamble, but I understand. Yeah, you No problem. If you want to bet lunch on it. I'm, or I'm not betting on it cuz I I agree with you. Well, we already have lunch on anyway. They pissed him off. He yep. was their captain. They went and traded for Justin Falk, who is, I don't know, a tenth of the fucking defenseman that Petrangelo is, and they extended him with the money that they should have given to him. And now they're trying to say, oh, well, it's a math equation. Maybe we'll sign him. Maybe we won't. No, he's fucking gone. Okay, I got a question. Is Petrangelo a right-handed shot, though? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because that's what we need. Because right now we only have Zach Whitecloud as a right handed. So then, yeah, even Hague coming up is, is, is a left. Well, Coglin so is a right handed shot. Sure. Yeah, is a right handed shot, but uh, he he's not as high caliber as Hague. Or, you know, he's not. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's your. Or we can. Or we have England. <laughs> God damn it, Carlo. <laughs> But, We're talking yeah, about players that are actually going to still be in the NHL next season. Yeah, England's <laughs> gonna England's gonna retire for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's let's save the rest of that for. We yeah, we can we can talk about that next week. Whether it yeah. be yeah. Who, who the list of of who our trade bait is and all that stuff because. Well, yeah, we're going to oh. talk about the uh, Vegas versus Islanders because both are going to be coming back from 3-1. Yeah, cuz uh currently as we're recording he, he Tampa just Bay wants is up to Islanders so he can pass me up. Oh, yeah, happening. that too. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, both are because uh Islanders or Vegas are twins and the result well, they they missed one game, but uh they they're going to meet in the finals. Both coming back down from three one. That's that's gonna happen. Well, Islanders aren't down three one yet. They could win tonight. Oh. Two two. No, they're down four one with two minutes left. They're, the game's over. Yeah, they just scored. They just scored. <laughs> I thought the game. Oh, well, there you go. So, so much I was paying attention. I thought the game was at five o'clock. Because <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would you put it up against all these football games? Because you don't oh, want to put it up against not- the national football game, the the big one. Yeah, the, the you'd rather put it up against the afternoon football games than the uh, when there's one game. I think they have, to... some, but I think NBC has Sunday night football. You don't want to try to yeah. split your own audience. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They do have Sunday. I thought they had uh, 
Sunday night. No, dead Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Yep. So Sunday and Thursday. I keep, forget, I keep forgetting the two which have it. But it doesn't matter. It's it's over. They just scored an empty net of the down four one. The game is over. So you have two series, three games to one. Uh, if if we do lose and Tampa wins, I'm rooting for Tampa against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa's at least a fun, at least a fun team. And if they do it all without Stamkos, oh, oh Jesus! Could you imagine they lose with Stamkos last year and then do it all without Stamkos this year? That we should be, trade uh, for Stamkos. We don't need Stamkos. Well, actually, actually, we we could use him. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's like, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Steve Stamkos here. <laughs> He's a fantastic player. Never, but that's the other thing. Never gonna replace, so not, replace him with, uh, replace Stasty with him. What are yeah, you talking not to go, about? Not to go down the off-season <laughs> rabbit hole, but uh, Tampa is gonna be in trouble. They have two RFAs that are fantastic. Yep. And Sergachev and uh, Sorelli that they have to figure oh, out. No, no, they figured out point last year. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, man, I, I really hope we see some crazy offer sheets out there. Because you know there's a couple teams that could offer sheet the crap out of people. There's yeah. going to be something happen. I cannot – I mean, there's yeah, going to be so much movement from the time. It's going to be Colorado. It's got to be Colorado. Or I want to see Colorado, Colorado, yeah, Colorado or one of the other teams that suck that actually have cap space, but, you know. And it's going to happen, like, so close to the cup finals. Like, the award to finals, draft, and then free agency. In free like all in the same week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. That's actually what I'm excited for is how much mayhem there's going to be. This you, know what that re- gonna be- you know what that reminded me of? Uh, that one that one year when the NFL was on a lockout, so the free agency period was just in one week, and everything was moving so fast. I, re- like, I think that was like 2010 or something like that. That was crazy. Yeah. It's like playing Tetris on turbo mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is going to be really fun. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun offseason. Hopefully uh... – Hopefully we got a couple more Golden Knight games before we uh, get to that. Hopefully it's not just tomorrow yeah. night. I hope it's uh, at least three more. We'll figure it out from there. Yeah, I at least want one more win just to remember what that feels like there. I know. Like I said on, in our I just, text, want, I just want a first period goal. I just want to know yeah. what celebrating a goal feels like. Yeah, because every time I'm celebrating a goal, just fucking win. Well, they have to get a goal to win. I think I don't think they've changed the rules. Yeah, but not just one in the first. I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think the Golden Knights have not won a game when they haven't scored a goal. I mean, we could double check that. I'm, I'm the, I'm the stats guy. Most of the games sure they scored first. Yeah. Though they're ten and two now because of last night. Yeah, that was the first time this series that there was a lead change too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, uh, we could go to our five-minute major now. I guess. Yeah, so let's uh, let's let's go ahead and do that. Uh, you know, our good old five-minute major where we talk about four points from around the NHL in under five minutes. We sound so chipper today, don't we? <laughs> uh, like I said, I normally get over games. It's it's just a game. To, at the end of the day, it's a game, man. It's like I yeah, I it's just, it, it's I so get tough. sad. We've been, waiting. We've been waiting for so long. I mean, yeah. now. I, I would feel even worse if our if, if we lost like in we were one of the play in teams that lost like freaking. So end. so here here's the thing that that I will say, not knowing that this is the last time we record before we know the the outcome of the series, going into the the playoffs, going into the return to play, everybody said, hey, where, what's your expectations? And yeah, everybody voted or whatever. I always maintained Western Conference Final, like that that was my level of expectation. So as much as disappointed as I will be given the fact that they had the easiest fucking path ever and they lose to a team that they should not lose to if they lose to Dallas. Yes, I will be disappointed, 
but that was my level of expectation. I did not think that they were better than Chicago fully healthy or St. Or not Chicago, sorry, Colorado fully healthy or St. Louis fully healthy and, and engaged. I thought if they could make it to the Western Conference final, that would be good and then give themselves a chance. Obviously, like I said, there's going to be a level of disappointment, but yeah. that was my expectation going into it. All right, two things real quick here. So one of them is that Vegas still has never won a, or clinched a series on home ice in, at T-Mobile Arena because oh, of nice. this, the COVID thing. Yeah. They, they were at quote-unquote home for both of these series wins, but technically on, not on T-Mobile ice. So that brings me to my other point, which is if they don't win this – if they don't win everything this season, I, it will be bittersweet to me because I've always had that dream of being able to see more wins at T-Mobile. You know, it's funny. My buddy says that. Uh, my buddy who uh, is a season ticket member says the same thing. He's like, I'm going to be pissed if they go all the way and I don't get to see one single win. Yeah, that, that was kind of how I feel. But, I mean, at the same time, I would still love them to win this. Hey, it's, it's still – look, they had the easiest fucking path possible. Seriously, they played yeah. Chicago, who should not have been in the playoffs. They played a Vancouver team that was a sixth seed. I, I guess that's kind of the similar path that you're going to get normal playoffs. But then you get Dallas. You have to avoid – you get to avoid the number one and number two seed, and you get Dallas, and then you shit the bed. That's disappointing. Yeah, it makes me wish we had the Blues against – or we're playing against the Blues now. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'd rather have played Colorado without their goalies. I would right? rather Colorado won that, that series. I mean, at least then you know you're going to get your chances. They had no Eric Johnson. It doesn't matter. We don't need to go revisionist history. We, we get that. So Yeah. A quick word from our sponsors. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. And then NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. All right. So you guys ready? I'll reset the timer and we'll go into this. Uh, Carl, you want to take the first one, I guess? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so this is a great news, actually. So, hockey is for everyone. A Quebec Major Junior Hockey League player, uh, Yannick Duplessis, or sorry, uh, came, came out as gay, and he said he wanted to do it to normalize it. So the next time someone comes out as gay, it wouldn't be such a big of a deal. And I think that's a, such a great and powerful uh, yeah, move by awesome. him. And it's it, and I'm really proud of this kid. And you know. Hockey is for everyone, and it's a big step for hockey itself. You know, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think I think we all are in complete support. I mean, you know, where where we stand on any of the social issues and stuff, fantastic. I I hope that he can have a, a successful major junior career, obviously, and then get drafted and, and go through and not have any of the issues. Like like he said trying to make it trying to normalize it i hope that 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 can become normal because look there's in every professional sport there's there's gay athletes they just yeah. don't come out for whatever reason so yeah. hopefully it starts to become a lot more normal and a lot more accepted and the thing about him though is he's not just a scrub apparently he's a really really good player too yeah it 
it really shouldn't matter whether he is or not, but him announcing it is going to make other people aware and it's going to hopefully let other people who are gay come out and feel at ease and not feel nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just great all around. Um, you know, I, I hope that he still gets all the same chances, but it, it actually is is going to be a little bit even more interesting knowing that the NHL is really pushing this hockey is for everyone. And now it would be very, it would look very bad in any of these leagues if somebody treated them negatively in a different yeah. way. So I think that it's hopefully going to lead to even more positive change for the, for the sport and the systems and the systemic bullshit that people have experienced in the lower leagues forever. So it'll be, I, I'm hoping that that starts a positive change for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next point was, uh, hey, we're all hockey fans, so everybody obviously has seen the movie The Mighty Ducks. Uh, the goalie, Goldberg, his name is actually Sean Weiss, uh, about six months ago had, I guess it was a little longer than six months ago, had uh, some issues, uh, falling on hard times. There was, he was arrested for uh, uh, meth usage. So he was obviously into heavy, heavy drugs. Well, now he is 230 days sober. And if you have an opportunity, go look at the two different pictures side by side. Oh, Looks like he's, he's starting to, to turn his life around. So that's awesome. 230 days sober. Hey, we applaud him for that. But that's a little bit of hockey and uh, entertainment news kind of wrapped into one. But he was, once again, Goldberg for the Mighty Ducks, one of the best teams ever. In fact, hey, Disney decided to put a team in Anaheim and name it the Mighty Ducks. Dumbest fucking name ever. <laughs> yep, and and that kind of leads into the uh, all the awards that have come out already for the season. Um, so Bobby Ryan won the, the Masterson Trophy, which I, I think was a pretty cool thing to to see him overcome his you know substance abuse issues as well, and then get back to the game and have his team and the league behind him on that, which was really nice to see. So another kind of sobriety story there to go, kind of go along with with the Goldberg one. Um, Cassidy won coach of the year. I don't think anybody gives a shit about that one. Um, Lou, Lou Lamorello won GM of the year. I, I could see that. Uh, McKinnon. So at had, some point they just need to name the GM of the year, the Lou Lamorello award. I don't know yeah. how many times he's fucking won it, but he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's a, it, it should be him and, and Sackett going up for that award pretty much every year lately. Um, but, and then McKinnon w- w- won the Lady Bing, which was probably the right answer considering the two other injuries. <laughs> the other two. Yeah. I mean, it was it was between him, O'Reilly, who drove drunk drove into a, a Tim Hortons, and then Austin Matthews, who everybody knows is a pretty Correct. Cool Out of those three, McKinnon should have won. But it should have been Jacob Slavin, the defenseman from Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it, should have been, it shouldn't have been. Look, McKinnon the Lady either. Bing is, is a stupid award. Let the, let the officials fucking vote on it. Like, I don't see why this yeah. is that hard. Yeah. Yeah, especially since exactly. McKinnon was such a douche on the ice that he got an unsportsmanlike conduct yep. during that From round. From the bench. Round. But the bench. remember, these are voted on before the playoffs. Yeah, too, right. so. true. And then last and one here is – uh, voted on based on ice, on ice play compared to, you know, your being a social. Yeah, so last one is the Couturier won the, uh, the Selkie, which that should someday go to Mark Stone maybe, but we'll see. He Couturier um, had his worst year in like three years – but he should have won it three years ago. So who fucking knows? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, that, it that, that voting is always goofy. Yeah. All right, last one. All right, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins trade Bustads for a bag of pucks. Uh, basically, they clear cap space. It was a conditional seventh round pick. What was <laughs> the, the condition? Con- <laughs> yeah. The condition. The condition is he has to play seventy games or score or like 40, 40 points or thirty points. I mean, it is literally so just a cap happening. dump. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, dump. It, it's all was his cap dump. So Pittsburgh can. Dylan something 
that's it. That's our five minutes. Yeah. We went a little bit over, but that's fine. We went a little bit over, but you know, that we're we're hoping the team maybe goes a little bit over overboard next time, I guess. Yeah. Scoring. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for this week. Hopefully, we come back here next next weekend and we have the best news that they just won Game Seven in a car. Or they just traded somebody that we all wanted them to trade. One of the two, whichever, whichever one. Yeah, something's got to happen by the time of, that we hit next weekend. Leonard's deal we'll gets. It, it'll on. either be Leonard's deal gets signed or they're still playing. One of the two. Yeah, I, I'm okay with with. Well, I guess I'm okay with either of those. I'd much rather have them still playing, but it is what it is. So yeah, because you know that Leonard deal's coming anyway. Oh yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess we're we're good for today. So thanks everybody for listening uh, at Vegas Nightly on Twitter. You know you can find uh, if you're listening to this, you found our podcast, so that's cool. So um, yeah, thanks everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good night. Later, guys. Good luck finish. <laughs> we, we do luck finish. finish.